Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms. I'm so thankful uh, we can gather today, and I, I welcome you this Lord's Day. Uh, we come together to, to worship the Lord Jesus Christ, and also on Mother's Day, we, we honor our moms. I just want to say thank you, moms. Uh, you have such a, a vital role in society, and, and uh, most importantly, in the home. And uh, we're so appreciative and so thankful for uh, for each and every one of you. And I pray that uh, your heart will be blessed today. We thank you so much uh, for being here with us. I uh, just want to share a few announcements before we begin uh, worshiping uh, today. Uh, first of all, just want to remind you, since it is Mother's Day, we will not gather tonight. Uh, no evening worship or uh, evening meetings tonight. And um, also, men, please remember our uh, prayer time on Wednesday morning at 4.30. Come on and join us. A great time of prayer and fellowship together. And then I uh, want to remind our graduates, we'll be honoring graduates next Sunday morning and um, bring those cap and gowns and there's a sign-up sheet um, at the Welcome Center and every graduate's going to receive a, uh, a gift from the church and so just want to remind you about that. And then on the 22nd, two weeks from today, we'll be meeting out on the lawn. We're going to have worship on the lawn uh, followed by a, a cookout and we're asking you to bring a side and dessert and also bring a chair but also bring a friend. And I um, hope we'll reach out and uh, invite our friends to come and join us for our uh, memorial fellowship on the grounds and cookout. And I pray this will be a, a wonderful outreach that we'll invite and also here in the community as we meet outside. So uh, looking forward to that. We'll have a, a cookout following that and then some activities on the grounds. So just want to remind you about that. Also, uh, we need volunteers for Mission Week coming up in June. Uh, that's quickly approaching. And uh, there's some items in the bulletin that's needed for those care packages that we give out, um, and uh, those are listed there. And uh, so uh, it's, it's going to be a special week for our mission week going out in the community. We've got uh, five different locations already. Uh, Doug's been working hard putting this together for mission week, and so we, we'll be uh, making a lot of care uh, packages that we'll be giving out. So just want to remind you about that. Also, Vacation Bible School coming up starting July 5th, and there's a sign-up sheet uh, as well for that. So just want to remind you about that. And then uh, Mr. E.J. Washington is our shut-in of the week, and, and I'll be in prayer for E.J., and I pray that, that he has a good week. And if you're visiting with us today, uh, attached to our bulletin is a visitor's card, and I encourage you please to fill out the information. We'd love to get to know you better and connect with you. And then if any of you have any prayer requests on the back side of our visitor's card, our prayer request, and we'd be honored to pray with you about whatever request that you may have. Thank you for being here this morning, and uh, let's worship together. Psalm 145.3 tells us, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. You'll stand with me as we sing, Worthy of Worship. Thank you. 
our children come up.
precious and so sweet. So thankful for these little boys and girls. And, and uh, you know, Jesus said, forbid, forbid not the little children to come. For such is the kingdom of heaven. And I pray that uh, as we see them, we're reminded of the childlike faith that's, that we all uh, must have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so I'm going to ask you if you would at this time, let's stand together, and especially our visitors. Let's welcome our visitors today and uh, uh, fellowship together. Tell somebody you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord today. Praise the Lord. It's so good to see each of you fellowshipping together. And Jesus reminds us that uh, the world would know that we're his disciples for the love that we have for one another. And I love seeing that love being exhibited this morning. And, and uh, thank you again for being here. And I just ask you to uh, be seated. And once again, uh, how special it is on Mother's Day uh, to have children dedication. Uh, you know, children are a gift from God. Psalm 127 verse 3 proclaims that children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. As believers, we are called to recognize that children belong first and foremost to God. How special it is that God blesses us with children, a gift from God. And, uh, and we, we have that privilege of, of raising uh, our kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And as God gives us our kids, we need to give our kids back to God. I was talking with Valerie this morning. I remember when Matthew was born, the, you know, just an infant baby, and we, we brought him home for the first time, and I thought, well, it's up to us, you know, and um, what, a, what a blessing, you know, to, to raise uh, a family and, and kids, and so uh, they not only, as parents, we have the awesome responsibility of caring 
for this precious gift that God gives, but also the wonderful privilege of enjoying the gift. Because children belong to God and are given by grace uh, as gifts to parents, it's only proper and appropriate that children be dedicated back to God. And so we're told in 1 Samuel 1 that Hannah presented her son Samuel to the Lord. And in Luke chapter 2 and verse 22, we read that Mary and Joseph brought their baby Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem in order to present him before the Lord. And so in the same way, Daniel and uh, Amy Winchester, uh, they bring their son Boone and their daughter Addie. And also Jessica Meyer brings her son Mason Blake Meyer with us today uh, before the Lord our God. So I'm going to ask if y'all would come and, and stand with me down front this morning. You'll just stand right here and face the congregation. Aren't you proud of these parents for doing what they're doing today? Amen. <laughs> parents, I call your attention to the commands of God in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Also, as Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4 says that we're to bring up our children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. So parents, I urge you today to love God with every ounce of your fiber, of your energy, and teach Boone and, and Addie and, and Mason Blake to do the same. And as you love God, you love one another, and you love your children, you will model before your children a wonderful love for God that they want for themselves. There's a lot of things that you will teach these precious kids that you've already taught them. And, and in, their, in your time with them, the greatest thing you can teach them is the Lord. And let them see what you teach them in your own heart and life. Let them see that God is first and love God with all your hearts. So parents, by coming forward before God and before His people today, do you hereby declare your desire to dedicate yourselves and your child to the Lord? If so, please respond by saying, we do. <laughs> I ask now that you enter into the following commitment in the presence of God and His people so that Boone and Addie and Mason Blake may walk in the abundant life that Christ offers. Do you, Daniel and Amy, and you, Jessica, vow by God's help and with partnership of this church family to provide Boone, Addie, and Mason Blake a Christian home of love, peace, and to raise them in the truth of the Lord's instruction and discipline and to encourage them to one day trust the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? If so, would you say we do? Finally, I asked the church. This is for our church family. There's an old proverb that says it takes a village. And um, <laughs> it does. And how, how, how precious. I, I love that. I love that bow. And look at this, look at this one right here. He, he's, he's content. Um, they, they, love, they love, I'm their favorite pastor. I can tell that already. But church family, I want to include you in this as well parents have first responsibility but parents need the help and support of community especially the church 
that the Lord Jesus Christ himself established. So church family, do we hereby declare ourselves to be the children of God because we trust in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of sin and the gift of eternal life? If this is true, please respond by saying, we do. And I want to ask if you would, if you would please stand as we pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for these parents' willingness to dedicate their precious children back to you. I pray that you will help them raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. May they be faithful to you and to the church. And most importantly, we pray that one day these precious children that you have so graciously blessed these parents with will come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. I pray that our church family, Lord, would do our part to encourage and to help them as they raise these precious children. God, that we would show them Jesus. We would love Jesus first. We all ask this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Uh, before, before you have a seat, I have, um, I have a Bible that I want to give to each of these children. This is a, a, a child dedication certificate. And this is for Addie. There you go, sweet girl. There's your Bible. <laughs> and uh, this one here is a, uh, also a Bible and a, a dedication certificate for Boone Winchester. And then uh, Mason Blake as well. Mason has his first Bible. And, um, and we have also... Uh, presented these Bibles and, and filled out the information reminding them of this day. So, uh, Jessica, we love you. We're so proud of, of you being here this morning, and, uh, and God bless you. And I just want you to know if I can help, if our church family can help in any way, uh, we want to be a blessing to you. And also, uh, Amy and Daniel, the same thing. We want to be a blessing to you. Y'all are certainly a blessing to us. And Boone's already getting in the Word, man. He's ready to go. Praise the Lord. Uh, but thank you so much. And uh, once again, let's let these know we appreciate what they did this morning. God bless. This morning, as we call on the Lord in prayer, during prayer time, uh, Miss Helen Talbert is now at the Presbyterian home. She's following up a hip surgery. Uh, so let's please remember her. And, of course, E.J. Washington is our shut-in of the week. Let's continue to pray for E.J. And uh, remember, remember those that are uh, facing upcoming surgeries and those that are recovering from surgeries. I'm sure uh, there are many special requests among us here today. And um, so, um, so let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. And I encourage you to come. If you'd like to come and gather around the altar with us as we go to the Lord in prayer, uh, let's call on the Lord and ask for God's help and for God's blessing today. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we call on your name. We acknowledge that you're great and mighty and true and living. Lord, you are supreme. There's none like you. And we look to you, Lord, for help and strength because the reality is there's nowhere else we can look. There's nobody else that we can look to for that strength and help that only you can give. Lord, your word tells us that when we call on your name in prayer, that we'd find grace and strength to help in our time of need. And Lord, it's my prayer right now, Lord, for those that are hurting and those that, that perhaps have uh, burdens on their hearts. I pray that God will give them to you right now. 
Lord, we lift up these requests to you. God, I pray that you would just be with those, Lord, that's recovering from surgery and those that are facing upcoming surgery. We pray for your mercy and for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and that you are able. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is, God, that, that might be breaking our hearts today and whatever it is, Lord, that, uh, that we're dealing with and facing, God, that, uh, that we're stressed or we're anxious about, God, that we would give them to you because your word tells us, Lord, to let our request be made known unto you. And I thank you for that, Lord, that when we do that, that you will give us peace like none other. Lord, help us to replace our fears and anxieties with peace by faith in you. And God, we thank you for this privilege of coming together to worship you, Lord, to praise you and then to, to, to receive your word this morning. I pray, God, that would not just be hearers but doers of the word. Lord, speak to our hearts today. May we encounter you today and may we commit to you today, dear Jesus. I thank you for these precious children that were dedicated today. I pray for a hedge protection about them. I pray for their homes and for their, their moms and dads, for their families. I pray, Lord, that you will guide them and help them, Lord, to learn about Jesus and one day trust Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And may this church, Lord, may we be faithful to do our part to help as well, not only with these children, but all our children, our kids. And I pray that we'd be about your business, God, that we would be a lighthouse in this community, Lord Jesus. Change lives, Lord, for your glory. Help us today again, we ask. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. I'll ask that you stand at this time for our offertory. If our choir will go ahead and make their way to the choir as we sing. He keeps me singing.
Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, for a beautiful day and a beautiful mother, Mother's Day. And God, I thank you for all the mothers you have blessed us with, Father, and I pray that you'd be with each and every family here. God, I pray that you'd be with this offering. Just use it to the upbuilding of your kingdom. For us in Jesus' name we pray. Grace, marvelous. 
grace of God. And uh, sometimes things don't go like we planned. But sometimes that's the best times, isn't it? Uh, sometimes we just need to be reminded that it's not about us, but it's about Him. And He's on the throne. And um, I'm grateful uh, that the message of, of that song is so powerful and so true. Where would we be without the grace of God? And I'm grateful for His marvelous grace because it's not of our works. We would boast about it if it were. We don't have anything to boast about. But praise God for His amazing grace, the gift of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know Him this morning? Do you know of His amazing grace? I pray that, that that's true of every person under the sound of my voice this morning, that you know Jesus. You've trusted Him as your Lord and Savior. Well, uh, once again, um, I'm grateful for uh, all of you moms, and I want to say thank you. And uh, I, I'm reminded when, uh, when our kids were little and if they weren't feeling good, uh, they were crying, or if, if they had an accident or something like that, I would do my best to try to hold them and console them but nobody can do it like Mama, right? And uh, it's amazing Valerie would work that, and um, and, and they, she could get them to, to calm down. I'm so thankful for mothers, and uh, you are so valuable, and I'm, I'm so grateful for you. You know, we pay tribute to our mothers today, and for some of you, this will be the first Mother's Day without your mother, and it's a sad time. But you can be glad for her. Why? Because your mother will never shed a tear again, she will never know sorrow again. She will never feel pain again. And even more, she will never die again. Others, no doubt, may feel intimidated. Perhaps you don't feel good enough to live up to what's required in being a godly mother that we're going to see here in Proverbs 31. So go ahead and turn with me to Proverbs 31. And I want to say to those of you that might feel a sense of intimidation, don't be discouraged. The Holy Spirit helps and empowers us as believers to live out what we find in the Word of God. It's not up to our strength. It's not us. It's God. And, and what God provides in His Word, He will enable us and guide us to do by His strength. And His strength is perfect. His strength makes the difference. How many of us would say, my strength is perfect? No, I can't say that. None of us can, but His strength is. And so I encourage all of us today, especially mothers and and especially those moms that might feel a sense of intimidation. The Holy Spirit will help. He will empower and He will be your guide. In fact, we all fall short on our own strength. So let's trust the Lord this morning as we see Solomon's wisdom as a goal and as a guide which to walk. Here we have all the values and virtues of being a mother as well as the way to victory in attaining them. Proverbs 31 was written by King Lemuel and it is not clear who Lamuel was or where he ruled as a king. Lamuel's wisdom is associated with King Solomon as he was an associate of Solomon. What is clear in this chapter here in Proverbs 31 is that godly men and women not only understand the wisdom of God, they apply that wisdom to their daily living. And that's my prayer today is that we would apply what we see here in, uh, in this uh, passage of Scripture to our hearts and lives because we can trust the Word of God. God's Word is always true and we'll never be sorry when we obey God's Word and apply it to our hearts and lives. And God always blesses His people when they take Him at His Word. Proverbs 31 begins with the father's counsel to his son and ends with the son's tribute to his mother after his mother spoke of him in verses 1 through 9. So let's note four things about the virtuous woman 
here in this passage. And I want us to look at verse 10 this morning as we begin. Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 12. And as we begin, I want us to see the virtuous woman's commitment to her husband. Verse 10 asks an important question because the value of a virtuous woman is just too great, far above rubies. And let's begin this morning uh, in verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we ask today that, God, that you would be glorified. I pray that there'd be no distractions today, dear Lord, and I pray that you'll be lifted up. God, as your word goes forth, I pray it would go forth in the power, the anointing of God through the Holy Spirit. Lord, speak to our hearts. Help us, Lord, to open our hearts to you and let you have access and let you have your way. May we receive and say yes to you today, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, first of all, here I want us to see uh, the commitment to her husband by this virtuous wife. The, the uh, question is, who can find a virtuous wife? Well, the answer to that is, for her worth is far above rubies. You know, they say diamonds is a girl's best friend. But rubies are noted for their beautiful inner glow. So it's with the virtuous woman. It's not the outside, it's the inside. The inner glow from the inside. And I'm talking about the glow that comes from knowing the Lord. The glow that comes from trusting God. The glow that comes from honoring God and desiring to be who God would have you to be. That's the inner glow. There's nothing more beautiful than someone who is right with God, trusting the Lord and walking with God and honoring God. And that's the, the ultimate priority. You know, you can find worldly, selfish women a dime a dozen. They're out there. But a virtuous woman is truly valuable, as we see here and as we're reminded here in, uh, in verse 10. A virtuous woman is trusted by her husband, as verse 11 reveals. You see that the heart of her husband safely trusts her. Trust here in this passage, it, it also means he has full confidence in his wife. Trust is a requirement for a husband and wife. And if, and if this, uh, this virtuous wife here, if she... Is, is, is taking care of her husband and loving her husband. Her husband trusts him. The focus of this virtuous wife is not on the things of the world, and we'll see that all through this chapter. It's not on the things of the world. The most important thing to this virtuous wife is her family as she honors God. And so a virtuous woman is trusted by her husband. He has full confidence in his wife, and trust is a must, right? I mean, you can't, you can't have a good marital relationship if trust is lacking. And so we see that a virtuous wife, a virtuous woman is trusted by her husband. You can't do without trust. Mutual trust is the basis for a happy, healthy relationship between a husband and wife. Well, the trust comes by focusing on the Lord. That inner glow that we're talking about. Looking to God, trusting God. And as we trust God, we live out how God would have us to live, then that trust is going to automatically be there for a husband and wife. The husband also has no lack of gain. You see that in uh, verse 11. 
Uh, so he will have no lack of gain. He, he trusts her and he has no lack of gain, which means that she meets all his needs. In verse 11, she helps her husband at home and also in his public life as well, as we'll see in just a moment. She does her husband good and not evil. Not just the first five years of, of marriage, but notice this, all the days of her life. You see that in the last part of, um, of verse 12. She does him good, not evil, all the days of her life. You know what that speaks of? That speaks of commitment, a commitment. You've got to have trust. Yes, we've got to have trust, mutual trust, as the virtuous wife has here and as the husband trusts her. Uh, but you also got to have commitment all the days of her life. This is the commitment that should be required in a marital relationship. And I, I know that it might go without saying, but oftentimes when I do premarital counseling, I make sure that, uh, that the, the male and the female understand this, this type of commitment. It's, it's a lifelong commitment. And that's the commitment of a virtuous woman. A virtuous wife is all the days of her life. Not, till, not until I feel something different or until I feel like I fall out of love or I'm not committed anymore or, or somebody else captures my attention. And, and no, it's all of her life. And that is the commitment that's required. Sadly, there are far too many examples today of only a short-term commitment instead of till death do us part. Or like the virtuous wife's commitment here in verse 12, all the days of her life. So how do you have a marriage like this? that has trust and that has commitment all the days of their life. Well, I, I want to share a few uh, with me this morning. First of all, the most important person in a home ought to be the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that is why King Lemuel's mother was such a virtuous woman. It was because of her trust in the Lord. And I believe we have virtuous women here this morning. And, and the key is that the most important person in your life is not you. The key is that the most important person in your life is, is not even your husband. And it's certainly not anybody outside of the home. But the most important person is God. We keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's key. I, 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 draw, a, uh, I draw a triangle. And I'll have husband on one side and wife on the other. And, and the triangle obviously goes up and it, goes, and it touches God. And it's amazing that when husband and wife are both looking at God, you see what's happening? They're getting closer and closer to each other. But if they're focusing on each other, they're going to be sliding down further and further away. You know, I mean, it, it, it kind of humanly makes sense. I'm going to focus totally on my wife, and I'm going to try to please my wife, and I want my wife to be happy. And there are those today that think that that's being a good husband is always keeping mama happy. And I know the saying, if mama's happy, everybody's happy. But just, just understand me this morning. Uh, it's, it's, humanly it makes sense I'm going to focus on my wife or I want my wife to make it all about me and, and, all, and all the while we're not focusing on Jesus and we all and this works for, for every believer our focus needs to be on Jesus the author and finisher of our faith and, and that's key and that's, that's what makes a, a, a marriage like we're talking about here this morning the virtuous wife she, she's committed to her husband she cares for her husband she does good for her husband. She doesn't bash her husband and talk down to her husband, but she does good for him. And by the way, she does good and not evil, and she does this all of her life. So there's trust, and there's a lifelong commitment, which is 
required. The most important earthly relationship in the home obviously is, is uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, outside of that, the most important earthly relationship in the home is that of the husband and wife. Listen, husbands and wives, I want you to know that there's nobody outside of your relationship that should be more important than, than your husband and your wife. You sh that, that should be the most important. That should be uh, your focus is each other. As you look to God, uh, the most important earthly relationship is husband and wife. Not the kids. See, that's what happens today is that we have kids. And, and as we were reminded this morning during child dedication, that's a blessing. They're a heritage from the Lord. What a blessing that God gives us these precious kids. And it's, if we're not careful, we can make it all about the kids. No, the most important earthly relationship is not even with the kids, the husband and wife. And so I've seen it. What happens is, you know, the, uh, the kids grow up. You've made it all about them. They graduate high school and maybe go off to college. And then you got husband and wife looking at each other, and they've been on hold for, for 18 years. And they don't even know each other. And they're lost. And so 20-plus years of marriage can go down the drain because they haven't invested in each other. They've not made the most important earthly relationship the husband and wife. And, man, you'll see that here in Proverbs 31. This virtuous wife, she, she took care of her husband. She did her husband good. And you'll also see how she cared for her family as well. The most important earthly relationship is that of the husband and wife. The most important responsibility in the home is the raising of godly children. It's not getting them the latest gadgets and going spending money on them and saying, here you go, try to pacify them or try to keep them happy or, get, or keep them trendy. Everybody else has got it, so being a good parent means i got to keep up with them. No, the most important relationship or their most important responsibility in the home is raising godly children. A godly home is a reflection of the person and work of Jesus Christ among the people. So we focus on Jesus. The most important earthly relationship is the marital relationship. And the most important responsibility in the home is raising godly children to teach them as we we're reminded earlier in, in Ephesians to teach them the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. So when both husband and wife keep their focus on God, keep their focus on Jesus, not each other, not jobs, not anything outside the home. Now those the jobs and thing, responsibilities outside the home is important, but not more important than your, uh, than your husband or your wife or, or, or your kids. We will, we will be closer to each other when a Christian husband and Christian wife and and parents focus on Jesus and see how important their relationship is. More important than any other relationship. A good and godly marriage serves as a strong testimony to the power of God. You know, man, if you'd rather go out and be with the boys than being with your wife, now that's important too. Nothing wrong with going out and recreation and things like that. But if you if you've invest more into that than you do your wife, then man, we're missing it. And it's a, it's a recipe for, for failure. And same thing, wives, if, if you'd rather be with the girlfriends and you'd rather go off and, and, and you, you, you spend more time focusing on that and enjoying that than, than, uh, than being there for your husband, your husband needs to be the most important. One of the things I'll do in, in premarital counseling is I'll, is I'll remind each other that when you say I do, the most important person in your life is that husband or that wife. Shouldn't be anybody else. Shouldn't be the job. Shouldn't be uh, things outside the home. 
It ought to be your relationship with each other, your marriage relationship. Can we say that this morning? I know it's Mother's Day, but, um, but I, I, I want us to focus on, on the home this morning. Are we nurturing our marital relationships? How do you do that? Well, focus on Jesus first. Let's focus on Him. And let's understand that maybe some of us this morning, we just need to commit and say, you know what? I have, I have not made the most important earthly relationship my wife or my husband. Maybe we want to refresh that this morning. Maybe we want to recommit this morning, afresh and anew, to making that the case. Trust and, and lifelong commitment. But also, not only is the uh, virtuous woman here committed to her husband, but also she's wise in her work. Notice the productivity of a godly woman. It's just so remarkable that we see here. Look at verse 13. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. So she seeks wool and flax. The, the, the woman here, the, the virtuous wife, was engaged in the economy as she selected and purchased the commodities that, and items that the family needed. She knew what these commodities cost and how it would benefit her family. This was important to her. Why? Because her family was important to her. It wasn't something outside of the family. All the focus goes on things outside of the family, you know, at, at the, the risk of your family. No. Uh, she seeks this wool and flax. These were important to the family. She knew what they cost, and she knew the value and how it would benefit her family. But also, she, she willingly works with her hands. She doesn't work begrudgingly, as if she is doing for her family. You know, must be tolerated so she can get to the really important stuff. No, the family is the most important stuff. There's nothing greater. And so the virtuous wife is committed to her husband and to her family and is, is caring for her family and sees that as the most important stuff. Now we live in a day and time where it just seems like that, you know, that family and children just get in the way of a successful woman's career. And, uh, and nothing wrong with, with having a job and, and doing all that you can do for the glory of God and nothing wrong with setting goals. But, but if that comes first instead of your family, then I'll just go ahead and tell you that it's wrong. The family is so important and that was important to the virtuous wife. And so she worked willingly with her hands to, to care for her family. She also is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar, gathering food. Uh, Lamuel pictured a godly woman as one that's seeking resources necessary for her family. And it was something that she willingly did. She cared for her family. She took care of her family. She brought in clothes, things needed for clothes. She, she will, willingly worked, and she brought in food from afar. But also notice uh, in verse 15 that a godly woman is not idle or lazy. She rises when? Look, look at it in verse, uh, verse 15. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. So she rises while it's still night. In other words, before the sun rises, she is up. She, she's, not, she's not idle. She's not, uh, she's not lazy. She rises, and she rises early. 
before sunrise and provides food, not only for her family, but also she, she remembered the servants, the, the, the servants of, of the home. So I see here in Proverbs 31 a, a, a woman, a virtuous wife that rises early. She works hard and manages other people beside herself. And it's, it's her family caring for her husband and for her family. I, I know they don't have, though they didn't have TV and social media in King Lemuel's day like, like we do today. I imagine if they did, this virtuous woman here wouldn't waste so much time on it like we're tempted to waste today. She cared for her family. She was not idle. Even further in verse 16, the virtuous woman bought uh, resources. Uh, she purchased land and produced food for her family. She earned money that benefited her family. Do you see how important the family is to this virtuous wife? She supported and cared and provided for her family. Also, I believe rising early is a great time to spend with God. Now, you may be like me. I just tell you, I'm not a morning person. I could stay up late and, and wake up late. You know, that's just, I could do that. Um, I'm, I'm, it, some of you are, are, are morning people. That's great. And you're, you're probably, you know, one that would just get on my nerves, you know, <laughs> if you're in the morning. I just got to take a few moments to, to, to get woke up. I'm not a morning person, but I just want you to know there's something about getting up and disciplining yourself a little bit early and getting along with God. Is there any better way to start the day? And, and, uh, and these guys, we have a 4.30 in the morning prayer meeting on Wednesday morning. And, uh, and, and one morning, um, I was missing in action. And, uh, and I, I got up and I looked at my clock and I said, oh man, it's 5.36, you know. Well, they were, they were checking on me and I found out, I found out y'all were praying for me. And I found out that uh, y'all were praying that I, I was sleeping well at that time. And I, I just totally, I just totally missed it. But there's something Oh, those times about rising early. And I think that, that indicates her heart. The inner glow about uh, this virtuous woman is that she provided food, but her schedule wasn't too busy to also provide spiritual food. And I believe that was part of, of rising early, of, of trusting God and, and looking to God. And perhaps, men, I just want to speak to us this morning. Maybe we could set an example by coming on Wednesday morning at 4.30. Your, your, your wife is like, where are you going? Honey, I'm going to go with the church would be, be with the men and, and we're going to pray and, and what, a, what a great way what a great time and I, I see that here in, uh, in Proverbs 31 verses 13 through 16 she rises early in her work but also her reputation notice this in verse uh, 23 her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders in the land she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. It's interesting, her husband has a good reputation, is well known. In public, verse 23 points that out. He sits in his chamber with the civic leaders. She raises her personal image instead of bashing him. It's, it's true that every good man has also a good woman. I want you to know, man, I want to say this. The greatest treasure you have is not that bass boat. It's not that deer on the wall. It's not any of that. It's not, it's not material things or how much money or how, mu how much land. 
The greatest treasure you've got is that woman by your side. Praise God. Maybe some of us husbands needs to come to this altar and just thank God for the blessing of our wonderful wives that God has blessed us with. And the reputation of her husband was such because of his, uh, his wife. It's interesting how her good and honorable rep, reputation is also matched by her husband's reputation. You know, we've got couples here this morning been married 40, 50 plus years. How many been married 40 years or more? Wow, look at that. What about, what about 50? Praise the Lord. I just want, is there any 60? Yes, George and Bobby Jackson. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's a, that's a lot of winning, losing, and trying. And I'm sure George would say, saying yes, ma'am. Um, but that's, that's a lifelong commitment right here before us. I mean, you need to come up and share. Because you've been married 40 plus years and a lifelong commitment of, of working together and staying together. And, and I, I pray that that would be a great example for all of us this morning. Verses 23 through 25 continue to reveal how this virtuous woman worked hard. How she had a reputation for what she made to sell. There was respect for her skill and attention to detail. They knew it. What she sold was good because she worked hard at it. She worked with her hands. She sold good merchandise, and she was highly regarded. And I'm sure she liked to see her husband sitting up there with the civic leaders. She was proud of her man. And she worked, and she, she, she supported him, and, and, and she was there for him, a lifelong commitment. And probably what he was wearing, she probably said, look at that. I, I provided that for him. And, um, and, and you know, um, men, it ought to be that, that, you're, that you're a wife. When she gets her hair done or gets her, you know, she goes shopping, she comes home with something new. She's doing it to please and impress you. And women, if you're doing it to please and impress somebody else, then it's not right. Because the most important earthly relationship is with your, is with your husband or with your wife. And so this, this, this virtuous wife cares for her husband, supports her husband. And there's my man sitting up uh, in the civic leader. She was proud to see that. And, and she provided, and she had a great reputation for the goods that she, she sold. She didn't sell things that were cheap or things that didn't last, but she worked hard, and she was wise, and, and she had that reputation. Also, verse 25 uh, refers to rejoicing in time to come. I, I mean, notice that. Do you see that in verse, verse 25? Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. I mean, there's, there's time, there's... There's, there's so much emphasis put on the, the clothes that she wore, and it was, it was in an honoring way. Oh, how we need that today. You know, summertime's coming up, and let's understand, ladies, that modesty is godly, and that honors God. We need to think about that. And this, this virtuous woman here, she had the inner glow, but also uh, honor were her clothing. That, that was important to her, but she shall also rejoice in time to come. Oh, listen, she knew the Lord. She had faith in the Lord. So whatever comes in the future, uh, she rejoiced in that. There's no regret because she knew God and she honored God. If, if you, you know, we can work so hard on things that don't really matter. But you know what does matter? Relate your relationship with God. Prayer, reading the Word, honoring God. That'll cause rejoicing not only now but in times to come. And that was the case. She had that peace. She had peace with God. We shouldn't dread the future. If I mentioned to you that 
the rapture is going to happen tonight. Now, it, just, now it won't happen tonight because I just said it would. The Bible says no man knows. And I, I wouldn't dare to try to say I know exactly when it is. But if I bring up the rapture, do you have rejoicing in time to come? Or do you have regret? Oh, I'm not ready. This lady was ready. Not because of all that she did with her hands, but because of that inner glow. Because she knew that she rose up early. She worshiped God. And that's, that was the key to being a virtuous wife. And that's the key today. It starts with a focus on God and honoring God. Verses 26 and 27 reveal that a virtuous woman speaks words of wisdom. Strength and honor. But notice she opens her mouth with what? Not gossip, not backbiting, not foolishness, but with what? Wisdom. God help us. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She's sensible as she speaks words of wisdom as opposed to worldly foolishness. She speaks the truth in love. This mother has the ability to teach. She had wisdom and she taught it in her home. You know, studies show that by age six, 85% of, of a child's personality has been shaped, which speak of the importance of mothers teaching their children the truth and love that we find even here. Speaking truth, wisdom, truth and love, this virtuous woman did that for her children. And that's what a virtuous wife does is, is teach the truth, not be their best friend. That's the problem today. Too many mamas want to be their daughter's best friend. It's not what, that's not what it's about. Speak the truth, wisdom, godliness. Speak the truth in love. Sometimes it might be truth that that's not well received but if it's true and there's ways to do that you know you can't cookie cut when you parent you know you can't treat them all the same but you but you understand that you invest in them and you you know your your children and you you speak the truth and teach them teach them wisdom and that and that's what we find here her household not the things in the world are important to her and once again verse 27 states that she's not lazy but constantly working and focusing on her family it wasn't the things of the world yes she went out in the world and interacted in the world but all of that was for her family we got to keep that in tune but lastly verses 28 through 31 as we close she is honored through fearing God follow along as we begin in verse 28 her children rise up and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. I love how it's the family that's rising up and blessing and praising her. It's not the world so much, the family. There are many mothers today and they want the praise of the world, the attention, the applause of the world. They want the attention and the popularity of the world. But you know what's better than that? When it's the father and the children that's rising up and praising mama, praising his wife. Well, that means so much because our family's the one that really knows us, right? And here's this virtuous wife committed to her husband, loving her family, caring for her family, and working hard, rising early. It's all about 
the family. We can learn a lesson from that today. And it was the very family that rose up and blessed and praised the mother, the wife. I pray that would be the case today. Notice this also. Charm in verse 30. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is passing. And these are things right here that are made so important today. People, you know, women are spending thousands and thousands and millions of dollars even on, on these charm and beauty. But the wise man gets it right here. Those things are just passing. But notice this. A woman who fears, in other words, a woman who reverences God, who worships God, you know, who honors God, that woman shall be praised. King Lemuel was wise enough to know that many honor the wrong things. But God honors a woman who fears or has reverence and respect for Him. That's a virtuous woman. I believe we've got many here this morning. I thank God for you. And I pray that, that we wouldn't get sidetracked in things of the world, things that catch our attention. And maybe some, maybe some husbands and wives this morning. Maybe a husband would come alongside his wife and say, come on, honey, let's, let's go pray this morning. Because I want to I recommit that the most important earthly relationship is our relationship. Maybe that's a necessity this morning for some. Maybe God would lead in that. Maybe, maybe there's some uh, moms here today and, and, uh, and you just, you just want to commit to being this virtuous woman that we find here in Proverbs 31. Not so much focusing on the outward. That's important. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with getting your hair colored and nothing wrong with... With, with, with all, I, I was. We went one year, and, and I, my sister's here, and I know uh, Jason. They, they'll remember uh, Miss Patsy uh, Presley. Um, we went to a, uh, a senior adult convention at, at uh, when, uh, with the uh, the Golden Gems at Eastside, and uh, Jubilee is what it's called. And and um, I can't even remember um, who the who the. Uh, it doesn't matter who it was, but um, but anyway, uh, one of the artists was there, and and I'm just telling you, he looked like Frankenstein. I mean, it just didn't look right. And, and, and Miss Patsy, she never says anything negative at all. And, uh, but she leaned over and said, you know, looks like he had a facelift it didn't do. <laughs> and, uh, hey, you know, uh, some of that stuff, we can go too far with it. But some of it's good. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. Um, but the most important thing, we spend so much time in looking on, at that mirror. What we need to do is make sure that we focus more on the inside than we do the outside. Learn from a virtuous woman here. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. There perhaps a woman or a wife here this morning, maybe a young lady, teenager, that would, that would like to renew and say, you know what, that's, that's who I want to be. Or I want to recommit to that. I want to I be that kind of woman. I want to I be one that fears God. One that, pra that praises the Lord. That, that's who, one that honors God. Have that inner glow about you. Would you commit to that this morning? Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come before you. And Lord, I thank you for your word. It's true. And I pray that God, is, as your word has been proclaimed, I pray that we'd be receptive. Maybe there'll be a husband and wife that wants to come and, and commit to making sure that their earthly relationship is the most important. God, I, maybe they want to pray for their family. Maybe a mom wants to come this morning and, and ask for your help and for your strength. It's not a sign of weakness to come and to ask for help. 
that's, that's really where the strength begins. So Lord, help us to respond this morning. Have your way and will. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand together? Donna's going to lead in a, uh, a hymn of invitation. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's, let's be the leaders. Let, let's, let's pray that we make sure that our most important earthly relationship is that with our wives. I encourage you to come this morning. God's speaking. I encourage you to come. Don't delay. Step out right now. What a great day. Mother's Day to come and commit. Trust God as we should. I'd love to pray with you. Would you come? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. What a great hymn and song this morning. Would you do it? Continuing to sing, would you come? Amen. I'm going to ask you if you'd be seated for just a moment. We want to uh, uh, recognize our, our moms this morning. And, and um, so uh, we, we have a special gift here this morning for, uh, for the youngest mom. And also, um, I'm calling it the most senior mom. Um, I, I don't want to call anybody old. Um, but uh, we, we want to recognize uh, you this morning. And, and first of all, if you are a mother this morning, would you please stand? All moms, if you'll please stand. Amen. Thank you. We love you. Let's let our moms know this morning how appreciative we are. Thank you so much, moms, and I'm glad you're here today. And I pray that this day will be all about you and, and uh, that your uh, husband and your family uh, will take care of you and, um, and that they um, will praise you as, as we've seen here in Proverbs 31. So let's begin um, with the youngest mom. Is there any mom here that is 25 or younger? Okay, there's two, okay. Um, okay, uh, Amy. Man, you're not supposed to ask a lady. <laughs> Younger than 20, that's right, okay. 
25, Blair. 23, okay. Come on down, uh, Blair. Congratu <laughs> Congratulations. We have a gift for, uh, for Blair. And also our most senior mom. Um, let's see, uh, 85 and up. Is there a mom that's 85 and up? Anybody? Okay. All right. Okay, Miss Betsy. Uh, what about 90? 90? Betsy still? Evelyn still? 88. Okay. Oh. All right. So, uh, so Miss Betsy, uh, our, our most senior. Now, I'm not going to ask you to come. I'm <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> 91. 91. How about that? 91. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being here, Miss Betsy. And look who Blair is bringing down here with us this morning. Isn't that precious? Uh, Blair, congratulations. And we hope that you, that you enjoy this gift from the church. And uh, God bless. I'm going to give a double hug here. <laughs> That's so good. All right. Okay. Uh, we have... Uh, some flowers for, for our moms. I know I've just had you to be seated, but um, if you would, moms, if you would please stand again, and we want to make sure that, that every mom gets a, a rose this morning before, before you leave, and we have some helpers that will help get those out to you. So just remain standing uh, until, until you get your rose. We still have a couple in the balcony up there. Casey, you're tall enough. You can probably just reach up and give it to them. <laughs> um, 
All right, looks like uh, with the exception of the balcony, Miss Chrissy, get, okay, good, all right. So it looks like everyone has one. Now we do, I believe, have a few leftovers. You're welcome to come. If you want to get one for, for mom or grandma, you're welcome to do that. Also, if you want to take, I guess it's called baby's breath, I understand. And uh, so you can take that as well. And um, we don't want to have any leftovers. So thank you again for being here. And, um, and Donna's going to close us. And happy Mother's Day, Mom.